the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I travel. It's time for the Don Crow Show. Right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. Don Crow Show is brought to you in part by Passport Auto Group Stores. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, I highly recommend that you go to PassportAuto.com and find Passport's nearest dealership to where you live. And what a great selection to choose from. BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, Mini. And right now, Passport also has over a 1,000 certified pre-owned vehicles you may want to consider as well. Again, find your nearest dealership at the website PassportAuto.com. And we welcome you to this Friday edition of the Don Crow Show here on WAVA. And also happy to again be able to share the afternoon with our good friends listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM. And of course, 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Welcome to you folks as well. Ah, my goodness. Uh, before we get to anything else, I'm going to talk about a very important case that you may or may not have been uh, aware of. It's uh, the Tommy Robinson case out of the U.K., an incredible story. John Zmirak from the stream will join me in a few minutes to give us his take on this. But he says, imagine that a critic of our president, President Trump, spotted on a public sidewalk filming the entrance of criminals into a courtroom what if police arrested him for breaching the peace, hauled him off to jail, told him he wasn't facing charges afterwards, so don't bother to hire a lawyer, and then came back and charged him anyway, tried him without a lawyer, sentenced him to 13 months in prison, and did it all in the same day? And that's not even all the story. But Dr. John Zmirak will join me a little later on to talk about that. Also delighted to, the, to have the high honor and privilege of interviewing Ambassador Dan, Danny Ayalon, former ambassador to the United States from Israel during the years of 2002 to 2006. And we're going to talk in specific about the truth about Gaza and especially what really happened and who were the perpetrators, if you will, in the tragedy that cost over 50 lives a couple of weeks ago right on the heels of the uh, installation, dedication, if you will, of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. So we'll get to those things and more as the afternoon unfolds. And, of course, always great to have you with us. Now, if a state offered to pay you uh, $10,000 a year, uh, if you are working remotely for an out-of-state employer, uh, but they want, you to, they want you to be in their state, would you take the deal, huh? My, my producer's having this cautious look like what's the catch right well vermont 
who else but Vermont, Bernie Sanders' uh, uh, locale, stomping ground, if you will. Vermont is willing to pay new residents who work remotely for an out-of-state employer, uh, uh, and they're willing to cough up ten up to $10,000. What's the goal? Phil, uh, Vermont Governor Phil Scott actually signed into law a bill that will pay new residents moving into Vermont up to $10,000 in an effort to attract younger people to the state. Uh, what did I see? The population of Vermont is something like 616,000 people total. So they got lots of room up there, believe me. A remote worker grant program is what it's called. Uh, now it would cover moving expenses and other costs, and it's actually a bill signed into place Wednesday of this week. takes effect January of 2019. So if you've been wanting to relocate, and you want to do, uh, you know, the uh, Bob Newhart thing, go up and start a bed and, <laughs> start a bed and breakfast up in Vermont, hey, you get $10,000 besides. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess you have to still work out of state. Anyway, the law defines a qualifying worker as working primarily from a Vermont home office or co-working space and employed full-time by an out-of-state-based company. So I guess you might pull it off that you have a franchise for some national company out of state, but you open, I don't know how it works. Anyway, state would award grants first come, first serve basis. And as we've noted already, it's a very sparse population to begin with. Uh, And according to this report from AP, it's a flat population, slightly shrinking, in fact. And Governor Scott called for measures he fears are going to make Vermont more economically attractive so that young people will stay and others might move there as well, Uh, such as offering housing and tuition-free college for National Guard members. So there you go. And then there's this story out of Flint, Michigan. Authorities say police impersonators have been fooling police, firefighters, and the public for the last three years in Flint. Flint Journal reports the impersonators, members of a group calling itself the Genesee County Fire and EMS Media Genesee County Task Force Blight Agency, long title, acting as police at parks, house fires, vehicle crashes, crime scenes. And the Genesee County Prosecutor David Layton authorized charges against three of them this week, including unlawful imprisonment. I mean... In one case, these impersonators actually handcuffed two people. Uh, court records say there are at least other five potential defendants. Leighton said the individuals sometimes were the first to arrive on crime scenes and, quote, real police would ask them to perform tasks. Investigation started after complaint about rude Genesee County park rangers who turned out, again, to be imposters. I guess people with just too much time on their hands and too little principle, huh? Uh, Well, we don't have time to get into this, but uh, we're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to continue our conversation with issues of the afternoon. By the way, later on, going to talk with uh, one of the local pastors. We have a feature here on the Don Crow Show that we uh, do air from time to time called Meet the Pastor. Delighted to be welcoming Jesse Johnson He's a teaching pastor at Emmanuel Bible Church here in Springfield, Virginia. Has a rich history out in uh, California, Grace Community Church in Los Angeles. 
and he is now serving as, as I say, the teaching pastor there. So we're going to get to know one of the pastors in the area as well. All of that and more as we continue through this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us. Joe Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I went from being able to work 14, 16 hours a day with no problem to where I could barely walk a block to the store. I went on to the phytonutrients about six months ago, and within a couple of months, my medical doctor had cut my prescriptions down in a a little bit smaller dosage. The next time I went back a month later, I walked into the doctor's office, and he says, my gosh, what's happened to you? You don't even look like the same person. He looked at my legs, and the swelling had gone down. My blood pressure was down. The venous stasis ulcers that I had had on my legs for the last four or five years because of the poor circulation were all healed, and I'm feeling far better. When you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code NOW. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, John said, let me tell you something, it's something we touch, we've seen it, it does something to our senses. It's real. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com. Are you receiving monthly checks from a personal injury lawsuit? Are you having trouble paying your bills every month because the settlement money you're getting just isn't enough? Well, there is a way you can get the cash you need now in one lump sum payment. For free information to see how much cash you can get, call Peachtree Settlement Funding now at 1-800-941-5658. Find out how you can turn your future structured settlement payments into the cash you need now to get free of your credit card debt, to meet your rising mortgage payments, to pay your medical bills and other expenses. If you're receiving payments from a personal injury lawsuit, call Peachtree Settlement Funding. For your free information, call now, 1-800-941-5658. You have bills piling up that need to be paid now, so why wait any longer? Get the future money you have coming to you now when you need it most. For your free information, call Peachtree Settlement Funding now at 1-800-941-5658. That's 1-800-941-5658, 1-800-941-5658. 
Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Sunday mornings at 9.30. Don't miss Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden, lead pastor of Center Point Church in Val Rico. Pastor Bryant gets to the core of Jesus' actual teachings and what they mean to those who've followed Christ for years and to those still searching. There is freedom, forgiveness, and purpose in Jesus Christ. Listen every Sunday morning at 9.30 for Unfiltered Radio on Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl, and today's guest host on the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. You know, if you're like me, you have a lot of apps on your phone you just don't use anymore. Why not delete one of them and make room for the Faith Talk app? It's free for your Apple or Android device, and it allows you to take Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1 with you wherever you go. Download the Faith Talk app today. Don Crow Show on WAVA. Also happy to be sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. In a recent opinion piece, my guest this hour writes, Imagine that a critic of President Trump were spotted on a public sidewalk filming the entrance of criminals into a courtroom. What if police arrested him for breaching the peace and hustled him off to jail. Then they told him he wasn't facing charges, so he didn't need to hire a lawyer. Then they charged him anyway, tried him without a lawyer, and sentenced him to 13 months in prison, and all in the same day. And what if that Trump critic had been assaulted in prison before because of his views, but he was imprisoned with no protection, likely to die in jail, as other Trump critics had died in jail before? Now, this is a scenario that has a real counterpart to it, And I'm delighted we can talk about it, a very important case, with Dr. John Zmirak, who is a senior editor at The Stream, great source that I often encourage you to use for reference yourself, stream.org. And John is also the author of 11 books, including the new Politically Incorrect Guide to Catholicism. John, always good to have you on the show. It's been a while since we've chatted, but take us to the U.K. What's happening? Um, Yeah, Tommy Robinson is a blue-collar Englishman, just an ordinary guy who discovered a terrible problem in this community. It was a Muslim rape gang. That It turned out that dozens of men were sexually trafficking and habitually raping underage girls, girls between 12 and 16, uh, in, a, in a brutal fashion, victimizing the same women again and again, and the police were ignoring it because they were afraid that if they looked into it, they'd be accused of racism. And remember that in Britain, people sometimes go to prison because of accusations of breach of the peace or uh, inciting racial hatred, and that some of those people go to prison for rather trivial reasons. There was a man named Kevin Crean uh, who left a bacon sandwich on the front door, the front steps of a mosque. Now, that's in bad taste, right? You and I would agree right. maybe that deserves a fine for littering or uh, harassment, 
he went to prison for a year, and he was act- he actually died in prison. We don't know why he died, but we know there were many aggressive Muslims in the prison. His cause of death was mysterious, and there was no autopsy, just as there was no autopsy for Alfie Evans. Now, how so did you? I'm Tommy sure. Robinson, go ahead. Go ahead. Tommy Robinson has been hustled off the prison in a similar fashion, and uh, you didn't mention in your recap that all this was kept secret. There was a gag order on reporting this in all British media. I saw news stories that reported on the arrest of Tommy Robinson. A few hours later, they were scrubbed from the Internet because the court had had made his trial and sentence secret. Now, thanks to international protests and to thousands of British patriots gathering in front of 10 Downing Street to to confront the prime minister, Theresa May, they listed the gag order. But Robinson is still in jail and will likely spend most uh, spend a year there and the question is whether he will survive the ordeal because Muslims have tried to kill him before and I'm sure folks are saying uh, how did you then get access to this story and you referenced that in your column that you had to do certain things to even get this from a reliable source can you tell us a little bit about that yeah I can't give the person's name I don't want them to get in trouble right I, I knew a British I knew a British journalist and I contacted him on Twitter, and he said, I can't talk unless you get this, this app called Signal, which is an encryption signal that allows you to have, have a, a, a conversation with someone that isn't monitored by security services. So I actually had to use an encryption service so that this person could tell me via text message what had happened. Now, is there... Uh... Of course, sadly, there's very little being said about this in the American mainstream media. And again, sadly, no surprise in that regard. Is there anyone other than, for example, yourself and some others picking up on this story here in the U.S.? Yeah, finally, there's a good piece in National Review, which appeared, I think, yesterday. Um, And uh, Tucker Carlson, to his credit, Tucker Carlson is the best thing Along with Gloria Ingram, he, they're the best things on television. Tucker Carlson brought someone on to talk about this on Fox News, because other than that, he would never have heard about it. And uh, I, I, I want to ask people to pray for Tommy Robinson's safety. Tommy Robinson, he's an ordinary blue-collar Englishman. He's had a few scrapes with the law in the past, minor things, but he's been constantly targeted by the British establishment. They've been combing over his life and looking for reasons to put him in jail. And we've seen with what happened to many people in the Trump White House, uh, when the administration is after you, when the establishment is after you, they can usually find something, even if they have to invent something. Tommy Robinson did this terrific book called Muhammad's Quran. Um, and what it does is it takes the Quran and decodes it. Uh, it shows you what the Quran is really saying because it's a very puzzling document. It's self-contradictory. If you read the Quran from beginning to end, you don't know exactly. Do Muslims believe in religious freedom? Do they believe in persecuting Christians and Jews? You won't know because the Quran contradicts itself. What Tommy Robinson does with the help of a scholar is he puts the Quran into chronological order so that you know the most binding parts, because the most binding parts are the ones that come at the end. Muhammad changed his mind, said God changed his mind, and whatever the last thing he said is what Muslims follow. And his his book, Muhammad's Quran, decodes for you what Muslims actually teach 
inside their mosques as opposed to what their spokesmen sometimes say on Western television. And, of course, that's occurring not just in the U.K. and throughout Europe, but right here at home as well. There are two different faces for Islam, even in our own country, are there not? That's right. That's right. When the Council on American-Islamic Relations, when they appear on TV, they always quote things that Muhammad said when he was first pursuing his career as a prophet— uh, before he had an army, before he had taken over the city of Medina, back when he was, he sounded like a, a kumbaya pacifist. All he wanted was to give peace a chance. He sounded like John Lennon. Once he got into power in the city of Medina, and once he had armies, he changed his tune and became a totalitarian political leader. And what, what Muslims will do is quote the stuff from the early part of his career and never, never tell you when he endorsed jihad and religious persecution and uh, husbands beating their wives or the fact that the age of consent in Muslim countries is very low because Muhammad married a girl when she was only – and consummated it when she was only nine years old. And that's why Iran, when when the Islamic Republic took power, they reduced the age of consent for girls – to nine years old, because anything Muhammad did is legitimate for human beings to do, because he's the perfect example of human conduct. Talking with Dr. John Zmirak, and you'll find his work and that of his colleagues at stream.org, this particular column, uh, dealing with the uh, Tommy Robinson case in Britain is well worth your looking at as well. As a a matter of fact, John, you note that the British establishment, and you've already referenced this uh, in some ways, has been uh, persecuting this man for years. And it's uh, really because he's taken a very uh, strong stand telling the truth about the massive explosion of radical Islamist activity in his country and has been one of those protesting the immigration of so many. Am I right? That's absolutely right. And, And, you know, in large parts of Europe... It's illegal even to criticize the government's immigration policy. There are people in Germany in prison for criticizing Angela Merkel's immigration policy in public. And yet, uh, I, of course, it, uh, the, uh, it seems to me the logical thinker says, how can this be when these same people see what is happening to their countries? Uh, I don't, I don't uh, understand that uh, rationale, uh, whether than it's uh, out of fear, as you've said, fear of being politically incorrect uh, or fear even of their uh, of the backlash from the radical Islamic community? It's not just that. It's that the anti-Christian left in Europe yeah. relies on the votes of Muslims to stay in power. So what you've got is a coalition of, of radical leftists and rad- rabidly anti-Christian political forces allying with Muslims against their common enemy, which is conservative Christians. You also, toward the latter part of your column, say, look, the president, our president, ought to do something on behalf of this man. What are you suggesting? Uh, I suggest that he he basically treat him like what he is, a political prisoner, and tell Theresa May, look, uh, we'll give this man asylum. Let him out. You know, we have this special relationship with the United Kingdom. We we expect you to to take care of this. You should let this man out of prison, and, you know, maybe we can do you a favor in return. But uh, we were not going to let this guy languish here because currently Tommy Robinson is going to do more jail time than Lech Walesa did in communist Poland after they cracked down on solidarity. 
And Lequilensa was not arrested, sentenced, and tried, arrested, tried, sentenced, and imprisoned all on the same day, nor was he put in dangerous conditions in the prison. Lequilensa emerged from prison unscathed. It's a real question whether Tommy Robinson will. Um, you, you know, your listeners can read more about this in my new book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, which just came out from Regnery. Excellent. Excellent. We want to have you back to talk more about that in, in detail. Uh, in this last moment, uh, why are, are there, I guess I watch it from afar as well, and I say, are there any Britishers who are rising up on behalf of this man who see themselves yes. as victimized? Potentially, yeah, thousands, thousands of people gathered outside the prime minister's office. You can look at Breitbart London; um, that they have a lot of coverage of that. But really, I just want to ask people to pray for Tommy Robinson's safety and for his family's safety because he's been the subject of hundreds of credible death threats from British Muslims, and I really am worried about his physical safety in jail. Well, we appreciate you uh, bringing the issue to us so we can share together on that. Thanks, John. Thank you. God bless. You too. John Smirek, British uh, Tommy, uh, Robin, Brit- Britain's Tommy Robinson case at stream.org. And as he just said, his latest book is Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, and it's published by Regnery. Stay with us. We have more here on The Don Crow Show. drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Let's face it, we live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 8 8 8 8 Sparky 
We tackle a lot of serious issues here at AM860 The Answer. Now let's discuss something I know you really care about, your money. No doubt by now you've accumulated a nest egg during your lifetime. Congratulations are in order, but now is the time to protect that money while still growing it. Folks, I'm here to tell you about Sagicor Life Insurance Company. Sagicor Life offers very attractive insurance products designed with you in mind, like products that give you a bonus day one, provide tax-deferred growth or principal with absolutely no risk in case of a market downturn. Best of all, a tax-efficient way for you to maintain access to your money for emergencies or health care expenses. And should you never need your money, it can transfer to your beneficiaries tax-free. To learn more or to learn how life insurance and annuities can make your life better, get in touch with my friends at Sagicor Life. Call 813-387-5590 and ask for Michael Simpson. That's 813-387-5590 or Google SagicorLifeUSA.com. This is a paid endorsement. Products have limitations and restrictions including surrender charges and are not available in all states. Sagicor not licensed in Alaska, Connecticut, Maine, and New York. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Saturday afternoons at 5, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. So what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the Darwinian theory by any way, shape, or form. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Today's guest host for the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. I'm Bill Carl, and you know the Holy Land is not the only place that you can find inspiration in your travels. July 31st through August 12th, join the Reformation Tour and River Cruise with Alistair Begg. You can stand before the doors of the Wittenberg Church, where Martin Luther posted the 95 Theses. The following details at letstalkfaith.com. Program heard recently here on the Don Crow Show. The Don Crow Show on WAVA. It's known as the International Religious Freedom Act of 1998, and it's now celebrating its 20th anniversary. However, my guess is that many of you may not know what its purpose is, let alone how, why, maybe, or where it all began. So joining us to answer those questions and more, someone well qualified to do that, Dr. Randall Everett. He's president and founder of 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. Now, Dr. Everett spent Four decades pastoring churches in Florida, Virginia, Arkansas, and Texas. Founded the John Leland Center for Theological Studies. Led the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Currently serves in leadership for the Baptist World Alliance. And throughout his career, he has traveled to nearly 50 countries and seen persecution firsthand, which is why we take this time every week to talk with him and his colleagues about our suffering brothers and sisters around the world. Uh, Dr. Everett, it's always an honor to have you on the show. What can you tell us about IRF of 1998? What is it, and uh, how did it all get started? Well, Don, thanks again for allowing me to come on your show. It's uh, appreciate what you're doing, and uh, and it really, I I, I think it really put uh, international religious freedom 
as one of the key human rights issues that our country supports. And uh, as as a pastor, oftentimes I just thought that um, that movements really started in D.C. You know, you have these bills that are passed, and then they try to get support from from out in the hinterland. But but actually, you know, I've, I've been able to notice through the years. Uh, that that grassroots uh, movements start at the local level. The the bills that are passed are the, the are, for instance, like the International Religious Freedom Bill didn't originate in in D.C. It originated with uh, uh, people in places like Midland, Texas, where I, I recently was pastor and before starting the tw- the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative and. Uh, and that's that's been a really encouraging thing for me to realize that uh, people in their local communities can can not only have a national but actually international uh, impact on on human rights issues. Well, it is so important, and you're right. So much of this good comes from outside Washington, up from the grassroots, which really I think is probably the best way for it to begin to start with. But it all started back, I guess, just before 9/11. There was this big. Uh, uh, event in uh, of young people. I think you uh, some material you provided over thirty two thousand young people, evangelical kids, uh, had a Christian music festival called Rock the Desert, and that really had its own uh, impetus, didn't it? To this, it it really did. It's it's amazing. I mean, it continues to this day every year. And in, in the hottest part of the hottest place in the country, I think <laughs> they have these kids come and they'll camp out for days, and it's just kind of a Christian. Woodstock, hopefully a little bit more moral, but uh, but from day one they they had a, a social action emphasis uh, as as a part of, um, of of Rock the Desert, and that was the time when the issue of Sudan was uh, was so important and it continues to be to this day, and so as they came together to listen to bands uh, and 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 concerts. Uh, they also uh, made the, the young people who were there aware of the civil war in Sudan and and uh, the challenges that face it. And uh, Midland's a unique city. It's right in the middle of the Permian Basin, which is probably the second largest field of oil in the world. And and so it's always thought of as, as an oil city. And, and therefore, a lot of people who are there have, have international contacts. But it's also the place where George and Laura Bush were raised and uh, and continue to have a lot of friends in that area. And it was, you know, with him being elected president, uh, the Ministerial Alliance, uh, led by um, uh, President Bush's former pastor uh, and and a, a, a woman in the community who had not really been all that socially active until then, Deborah Fikes, uh, they came together and said, "This is this is a major issue. This crisis in Sudan is is horrific." So they brought this to the attention of of the youth that were there, and they they did some projects that came out of it. And then, you know, of course, a month later was 9/11. But it wasn't just an event, and then they were done with it. I mean, it shows the personality of this this city of about you know today it maybe has 140,000, then it probably had less than 100,000 where they got active and the ministerial alliance got involved in it and it was an ecumenical movement not really just among the christians but also among jews and others there in the area and and they they came to dc they they brought sam brandback who was a senator then to midland he came to midland and talked to them about this and of course now he's the ambassador for international religious freedom uh they were able to have access to president bush and uh, one of the stories that's told, I'm not sure if it's true or not, with 
uh, Deborah Fikes, uh, this lady from Midland, came into the president's office and stomped his, her feet and said, "You know, if you don't do something about this, we're going to tell your mother-in-law." You know, back in uh, back in Midland, and that that always works on on all of us. Yeah, indeed. But, uh, Go ahead. They became very instrumental in in um, you know the Sudanese Peace Act, and uh, even to this day, uh, Deborah and her husband and some others. They continue uh, a very heavy emphasis in Sudan, but this same spirit of of involvement, um, China Aid, where where uh, Bob Fu is, that's that's in Midland, and and Gatana Gatana, who's with Watch and Pray, he was an Ethiopian uh, a political prisoner for years and came to the United States, and it's Midland that that hosted him and is the host for his ministry. Um, I don't think I would have ever started 21 Wilberforce if I hadn't been living in, in, in Midland, where I listen to these people say, we can make a difference. You know, we can, a local group, we can make a difference in Washington, but we can make a difference in Khartoum, or we can make a difference in, in Iraq, or, or uh, wherever people are suffering. And so uh, that's been an encouragement to me that these grassroots efforts. Uh, starting with with one pastor or one woman in a community can literally make a difference to people suffering around the world. On making a difference, uh, again, uh, I read Midland activists mobilized in support of the Bacchus Amendment to propose Sudan Peace Act. Uh, Talk about that, uh, which was uh, also during the Bush years and uh, very strategic in terms of putting pressure on Khartoum, right? Uh, That's exactly right. And... and, uh, you know, it, it was. It's interesting that not only did they have a passion, but but they really came up with some strategic objectives, and I think that's important. You know, what it's not just going and protesting, or it's not just uh, taking up money at a rock concert, uh, but but you can create awareness at the grassroots level. But then you've got to really begin to understand what is the problem and, and what what are the potential solutions for the problem. And so they became very politically astute about you know what could happen. Uh, you know, in in Sudan, and and uh, for for instance, and um, they had they had a Sudanese um, a refugee who who came and worked real closely with them, and he actually was able to go and, and visit with President Bush in his own office, and and uh, I think it was the first time it said that a slave had ever been the in the audience of the president in in, in the Oval Office, and. A former slave, you know, to tell what was going on there. That was Francis Bach, uh, as I recall. That was we, Bach. Yeah, yeah, we we had exactly him on right. the show here while he was in town. You're right, uh, as I remember, yeah. quite a tall man. Yeah, and and so when when uh, when when we were in uh, Virginia, when I was living in Virginia, and we started the seminary, uh, we named the seminary after John Leland. And you know, most people say that religious freedom was a result of James Madison, and of course. He obviously was one of the key players, but the story, the backstory of that is that John Leland just—he was a Virginia Baptist pastor, uh, uh, got the Virginia Baptist uh, united around the issue of religious freedom, and they went to James Madison. They were there in in Orange, Virginia, where they met, and and John Leland said, "If you will make sure that religious freedom is spelled out." in the Constitution, then Virginia Baptists will support you for the Constitutional Convention. But if you don't do it, then they're going to support me. And, of course, he did. And our very first freedom in, in, in the Bill of Rights, obviously, 
is freedom of religion, which was really something that had never been mm. done. But again, a pastor in Culpeper, Virginia, rallied the troops and others involved with him, and, and they gave us the religious freedom that we still continue 250 years later. And so um, all the, the story of Midland, the story of Leland, to me is just an encouragement to the people living in out-of-the-way places that they can have a global impact. Would you take the last two or three minutes to maybe, maybe kind of bring us up to speed on what the situation is in Sudan and South Sudan now? Uh, there's still much uh, trouble there. Uh, can you kind of bring us up to speed as to what the current situation is for uh, persecution and for suffering over there now? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's horrendous and, and, and in both South Sudan and, and, and Sudan. And uh, I, we were really disappointed that the U.S. Re, uh, withdrew the sanctions against Sudan uh, a few months ago. We, we called attention to it. You know, we said their president's a war criminal, and why would we with you know, uh, why would we withdraw these sanctions on them? Because it's it's certainly still a troubled place. And to be honest, I'm not uh, I'm not as aware of um, you know I'm not an expert on what's going on in Sudan. Sure. I did get an email today from a group that was just on on Nuba Mountain, and and they faced a lot of hardships there. But they were a group in the United States that went over there, and they were involved in an ecumenical meeting for three or four days with Muslim leaders and Christian leaders and uh, government leaders and others uh, and 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 trying to talk about um, the the challenges that are facing them, everything from uh, war to religious persecution to drought to all of these issues. And then they also led a, a, um, a three-day seminar on transformational leadership that, that our organization uh, prepared for them. But again, it's just uh, it, it, it it continues to be a place of, of great upheaval and you know still very strong religious persecution um, in in Sudan, which uh, just again underscores uh, not only for Sudan but for all these troubled regions that you and I and your colleagues talk about from week to week. They all demand our prayers, but also our advocacy in every way we can, don't they? Absolutely, we, we need to stand and speak up for them. Thank you, my friend, for helping us do that. Well, it's it's a real honor, Don. I appreciate you as using your platform to, to get these issues out there and to offer hope to us. You know, it's not enough just to pray, but we need to pray for God to make us smart so that we'll take the action that can make a difference. I like that. I, that's a good prayer for us. Lord, make, Lord, make me smart as well as uh, taking action. Thank you, uh, Randall. All we'll right. talk again. Okay, Don, good to talk to you. Dr. Randall Everett, president and founder of 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, great organization, and as you've already heard, he has a rich experience in ministry and pastoral work and suffering church work and so forth. And uh, so you can check their work out at 21wilberforce.org. That's 21, the number 21wilberforce.org.
strength throughout the day. Weekdays at noon, it's Jay Sekulow Live. Let me ask you all something as American people. You want the head of the FBI to be so impacted by politics of the day. And at 1230, Faith in Practice with A.R. Bernard. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at Save Children Today. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older, listen to this. You may be eligible to receive tax-free income and eliminate your mortgage payments. It's all through a government-insured program called a reverse mortgage. And now you can get a free guide that tells you how. It's offered by One Reverse Mortgage, and it's yours free by calling 1-888-400-0901. The federal government created reverse mortgages specifically to make your retirement easier. They can help you stay in your home and turn your home's equity into tax-free income. You'll never make another mortgage payment. Find out more about this government program and get your free guide. Pick up the phone right now and call 1-888-400-0901. Find out why millions of Americans are considering reverse mortgages. There's no obligation. Equal housing lender not available in all states. Call now. 1-888-400-0901. That's 1-888-400-0901. Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah. God will take the Jewish people from the nations and gather them into their own land, sprinkle clean water on them, give them a new heart, a new spirit, and they will live in the land that God has given to our forefathers. Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 
and online at letstalkfaith.com. If it's news about Christian faith or values, they won't carry it. We will. You can hear it on The Don Crow Show. The Don Crow Show is brought to you in part by local expert realty, realtor Christy Moore, promising she will sell your home in 58 days or she'll buy it. Now, if you'd like to talk to her about it, here's the number, 866-404-5858. That's 866-404-5858 or go to soldin58.com on the web. Southern Baptist Convention, SBC, cutting relational and financial ties with the Washington, D.C. Baptist Convention for refusing to disfellowship a church with two lesbian pastors. Executive Committee of the SBC issuing a warning to the DCBC in February in which the D.C. Convention was given 90 days to remove any church in its fellowship that, quote, practice affirming, approving, or endorsing homosexual behavior. That, according to the Baptist Press. Executive Committee giving the warning specifically with regard to Calvary Baptist Church, which affirmed a lesbian couple as co-pastors in 2017. The D.C. Baptist Convention failed to comply with the SBC's warning as of May 21 and has therefore been disfellowshipped. Hey, we have to get caught up a bit on our schedule here, so we're going to take a break and come right back. But stay with us. We have more right here on The Don Crow Show. Strength throughout the day, weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. The Christian life isn't a joy ride, but it is continually, increasingly a joy road. And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Success isn't based on the results that we see. Success is based upon what did God want to do? Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. So here's a great question. How much would you save if you joined MediShare for your health care program? The typical savings for a family, about $500 a month. You might save more. Tammy left a major company and needed a new way ahead for her family. She'd heard about the savings with MediShare, but was wondering about the network of providers. Once we started the program, I have not had to switch one doctor for myself or for my kids. So we, all the doctors that we were previously with were all in MediShare. And she says the process has been fantastic. I got off the phone and I was like, that's what it should be like. It was a pleasurable experience. Um, an encouraging experience at that. MediShare might be just the thing you're looking for for your family, your budget. Use the savings for other things. Why not get your questions answered? Find out how much you can save. You can call right now, 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Know the truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. His freedom was limited, ends up in prison, and his life is cut short. But that's okay. When you're a forerunner, it's all about preparing the way, clearing the way, and getting out of the way. You're expendable. It's okay to be a link in a chain of God-given reactions. Weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling. 
cultivating a love of learning through a Christian worldview. Here is Classical Conversations homeschooling advocate, Lee Bortons. My husband talked to our children about responsibilities, and I talked to them about possibilities. We reminded them that we just want the best for them and that one day they may want to make a blockbuster movie or save a dying child or create a lot of high-paying jobs for their community. They don't know what the future holds for them and what the Lord will expect from them, so they needed to be ready to do all things through Christ who strengthens them. To help prepare them for both responsibilities and possibilities, we read a lot of books about children who found joy amid hardships to contrast to the secure American life our family experienced. I recommend reading the Little Britches series, the Great Brain series, and the Little House on the Prairie series for true stories about hardworking, self-sacrificing American families. I also recommend Newbery literature for historical fiction told from a child's point of view. Reading books together was our priority because knowledge couched in love takes lots of time with a warm body. Start by reading aloud daily with your family. I mean an hour a day or more. They read books at grade level to you, you read books above grade level to them, and then you all read silently, legs intertwined across multiple couches. Give away the TV and leave the computer at work if the screens in your life are stopping you from choosing the best activities with your family. This is hard to do. I didn't want to. I'm not disciplined enough. We grappled with this issue for about three years with our older boys. We finally gave the TV away. Then there was nothing to do at night but read, play games, and take walks together. You've been listening to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling with Lee Bortons. To learn more about Classical Christian Community, visit ClassicalConversations.com. That's ClassicalConversations.com. ...than you've ever been. The Don Crow Show on WAVA. Also, again, happy to be sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show listening audience on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. And as we move toward the end of the hour, speaking of uh, the, the church itself being increasingly fractured over LGBT issues and more, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Portland, Maine, will withdraw its membership from the main council of churches over concerns about LGBT advocacy after a new rule was implemented, making it easier for the council to take public stances on societal and political issues. Portland Press-Herald first reporting on the diocese decision Tuesday of this week, which follows a council vote back in February, to make it so that a majority of vote among the council's eight-member denominations is all that's needed for the council to take official stands on public policy issues. Previously, an unwritten rule of the council to only take public stands after a unanimous vote by member denominations. Uh, With the change being enacted, it means that the Catholic diocese was outnumbered on the council when it came to issues pertaining to LGBT rights by left-leaning members of the council, including the United Church of Christ, Unitarian Universalist Association of Congregations, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, Episcopal Diocese of Maine, and the New England Conference of the United Methodist Church. So, as we say, this is a highly fracturing dynamic that's playing itself out in churches, not only in the Roman Catholic world, certainly, but also in Protestant churches and even in the evangelical community itself. It is really an unfortunate, well, I call it a tragic thing to see the church divided on such a basic issue 
as what Scripture teaches about uh, human relationships when it comes to men and women and marriage. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up for this hour. We have another hour straight ahead, and I hope you can stay with us for it. strength between Sundays. So he reveals himself to this Abraham. God says to him, I'm going to, through you and your descendants, build and establish a nation. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The Trump-Kim summit is back on. Just over a week after canceling his planned meeting with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, the president says it will happen. June 12th, we'll be in Singapore. A meeting he says will be the start of a process that will ultimately end in success. Now we're uh, going to deal. The president spoke after meeting here at the White House for a bit more than an hour with one of Kim's top lieutenants, the highest-ranking North Korean to step foot here in 18 years. The official delivered a letter from Kim, a note the president first described as very nice and very interesting, before telling reporters he had not opened it yet, and joked that he could be in for a big surprise. Sagar Magani at the White House. The unemployment rate is now the lowest in 18 years. PNC Financial Services Group Chief Gus Economist Gus Fauché says the government's May jobs report contains a bunch of very good numbers. 223,000 jobs added over the month, uh, which is better than the recent average. We saw the unemployment rate fall to 3.8%. That's the lowest it's been in, in more than 17 years. Uh, and then we saw a decent gain in average hourly earnings. So more jobs, lower unemployment, higher wages, all very good. Average hourly pay rose 2.7% from a year earlier, a slightly faster annual rate than in April. But pay growth remains below levels that are typical when the unemployment rate is this low. U.S. officials tell the Associated Press that the Defense Department will take over background investigations for the federal government, using increased automation to tighten controls and tackle a massive backlog of workers waiting for security clearances. The change aims to address gaps and delays in a system that were highlighted by the case of a Navy contractor who later gunned down a dozen people at Washington's Navy Yard in 2013. On Wall Street, the Dow by 219 points. The Nasdaq rose 112. The S&P advanced 29. More on these stories at townhall.com. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-211-6117. 800-211-6117. Don't wait. Call now. 800-211-6117. 800-211-6117.
Google says it's not to blame after a search listed Nazism as one of the ideologies of the California GOP. Google blames vandalism at Wikipedia for the listing which showed up in an information box on Google for a short time earlier this week. The listing was quickly removed, but not before a screen capture went viral. Wikipedia's publicly available change log shows that an anonymous user added the term Nazism to the listing on May 24th. It was removed a week later by an editor, but someone added it again on Thursday. The latest entry was caught and removed within a minute. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Black men with advanced prostate cancer fared surprisingly well in research that challenges current thinking about racial disparities in the disease. Blacks are more likely to get prostate cancer and to die from it than whites, but the research suggests access to the same treatment may balance the odds. In some cases, blacks may do better than whites. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. C.S. Lewis says pride is like a cancer that will rob you even of common sense. The more we have it in ourselves, the more we dislike it or despise it in others. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Saturday mornings at 1030, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. That's where you have to really manage drastic body or form transformations. And Darwin's theory provides no way out of this fix. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Finding Faith Together, the new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN, also available on the iHeartRadio app. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. It's about Christian faith or values. They won't carry it. We will. You can hear it on the Don Crow Show. Live from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios, it's the Don Crow Show on 105.1 FM, WAVA. Don Crow Show is brought to you in part by Passport Auto Group Stores. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, I highly recommend that you go to PassportAuto.com and find Passport's nearest dealership to where you live. And what a great selection to choose from. BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, Mini. And right now, Passport also has over a 1,000 certified pre-owned vehicles you may want to consider as well. Again, find your nearest dealership at the website PassportAuto.com. And we welcome you to this hour of the Don Crow Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 each afternoon. We get to hang out together, talk about what I call matters that matter, things of significance that you and I want to get informed about. But the whole point is, let's get informed, but then let's find ways to get involved, make a positive life-affirming difference. And so happy to, again, share the day with the Bill Bunkley Show audience on Faith Talk, 570 a.m., 910 a.m., and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Every so often we have something called Meet the Pastor. It's an opportunity to introduce you, our WAVA listening audience, uh, to ministries and pastors right here in the WAVA area, but also ministries that reach out all across the country, even internationally from time to time. And today I'm delighted to welcome Jesse Johnson. Pastor Jesse Johnson is the teaching pastor at Emmanuel Bible Church here in Springfield, Virginia. 
And uh, prior to coming to Emmanuel, he served as associate pastor for outreach at Grace Community Church in Los Angeles. Of course, that under the great leadership of Dr. John MacArthur. We'll talk a bit about that this hour. Uh, He's edited a number of publications, including Fundamentals of the Faith, a co-editor of Evangelism in the John MacArthur Pastoral Library Series, and was a contributor to Men of the Word and Right Thinking in a World Gone, Gone Wrong. He's a blogger. We'll have him talk about that as well. But Jesse, you and I met a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, over a nice luncheon and fellowship time at our pastor's conference, and I was so glad you you uh, said, yeah, I'll come on the show, so well, welcome. Well, Don, thanks for having me. It is, a, it is a joy to be here, and thanks for having me. I, I love to ask pastors to start by telling their own faith journey, how it all started, and I've had, uh, you know, I remember one pastor years ago said, look, I, I grew into this thing. I'm five years old, I think. I, I grew up in a Christian home. Another guy said, oh, the Lord had chased me for 25 years before he could even get my attention. What's your story? Well, I did not grow up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents were very much um, hippies. My dad had uh, had fought in Vietnam. My mom was a journalist who, who covered the conflict, and I uh, I am lucky that my name is is Jesse and not Gentle River or Snowflake <laughs> or something, <laughs> or uh, Moonbeam or yeah, yeah Moon yeah, or yeah, Moon, Moon Unit yeah. Um, so they I grew up without really exposure to Christianity. They um, had me registered as a Quaker when I was born uh, in at the Quaker meeting in Denver, Colorado. And that was uh, simply to avoid the draft. If there ever was a draft again, um, I wouldn't have to go. And uh, to keep my Quaker registration, I had to attend a Quaker meeting as a child once a year. And, uh, you know, there was, it was not a, it was not a Christian. I know there are forms of uh, Quakerism that are more conservative or more evangelical. This was not one of them. I mean, there was no Bible. This was hippies to avoid the draft. No Bible, no Jesus. Um, so, so that was my, how I grew up. Uh, I didn't know much about the Bible. When I was 14, I was watching a soccer game on TV and saw a guy in the stands holding a John 3.16 sign up. And uh, it interested me because it was about soccer, I thought. And I asked my dad what that meant. And he told me he thought that it might be a Bible verse. Um, my, uh, my dad helped me find a Bible. Uh, and it took us forever to look it up. It turns out 316 is not a page number. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of Johns. We had an old King James Bible, and there are a lot of Johns to figure out which one we were talking about. And then I read, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And I looked at my dad and asked, What does this have to do with soccer? <laughs> and uh, it had no impact on me. Um, and I, I went on with life, and that was my only exposure to the Bible. Uh, it wasn't until I was 18 and a senior in high school that a friend of mine, a teammate in soccer, invited me to church with him. And he had been inviting me for, for a long period of time over the course of my senior year, and I never went with him until Easter Day, my senior year in high school. And I thought, you know, I'm an American, and I've never been to church. Uh, this should be something that I can at least like say I've had exposure to this world. I can at least check it out. And so I went to church with him. Uh, Easter Day, 1994, and heard the gospel presented from a pastor there, and he talked about the resurrection. He talked about uh, that God, he believes in a God that can step into world history at any point and change a person's life. Um, In fact, he started that service by reading a story about psychologists that said uh, a person's uh, morality and personality traits are set in stone by age five, and that everything else is just manipulating those. And he asked, 
uh, kind of rhetorically what you thought about that. And I didn't understand the Christian art of the rhetorical question. And I said, sounds reasonable to me. And uh, he looked at me with a little bit of pity in his eyes. And he said, we believe in a God who can change a person's life at any point in time. And I had never heard that before. And uh, he talked about the empty grave. It was Easter Day. So he talked about the empty grave. And you could said, you get on a plane, fly to Israel. The grave is empty. And that one point should change everything about your life. Uh, and it did. I mean, that's the moment the Holy Spirit opened my, my heart. And uh, I believed the gospel. He asked if uh, people to raise their hands if they wanted to become Christians. And uh, I didn't do that because my friend next to me was – uh, was with me, and I had you know argued with him about Christianity for a while. So I kind of sort of slid my hand up, but she used my head to shield it. Um, but there was a friend of ours a few rows back that was spying on me and, and uh, ratted me out afterwards. And so my friend who brought me knew that I had, had raised my hand, and he asked me on the way home um, if what I believed about Jesus then. And I told him, I, I don't know what I'm getting into, but I know that I want my life to be different now because the grave is empty. And wow. uh, that's how I came to faith. Boy, they can't get any more solid based than that, the very pivotal point of the uh, whole gospel story, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. What did you, at, at what, how did your family react? Very interesting. You know, my mom, my parents had divorced a long time bef- before that, so I hadn't seen my mom in a while, and I, I called her and told her that I became a Christian, and her response to me was, well, now that you're 18, make sure you keep up your Quaker registration and this is 1994, and so like there was the first Gulf War conflict had already had already happened, but it had wrapped up, and there was no, you know, in my mind, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's no war was not even something on my on the horizon. You know, I thought yeah. that was a very strange concern, and uh, she was afraid of the draft. And uh, my dad is is very open minded and said, you know, if you want to try religion out for a while, go for it. Lots of people have. I mean, I don't think it'll kill you. That was kind of his attitude. We're gonna take a break, come back, and talk more about. Uh, Jesse Johnson and his experience, uh, not only uh, prior to his conversion, but certainly the things God has been doing in and through his life and ministry since. Stay with us. If you own a business, you know incorporating can be a smart way to protect yourself and your assets. So the question is, why haven't you incorporated your business yet? My business? It's too small. Wrong. No matter how small your business, you run the risk of losing all your personal assets, your car, your home, even your entire life savings if you're not incorporated. Incorporating is very complicated. Actually, incorporating is easy and fast. You can do it in just 10 minutes. Call now for your free guide from companycorporation.com. 1-800-945-9958. I need a lawyer to incorporate. That's really expensive. You don't need a lawyer, and we don't offer legal or financial advice. CompanyCorporation.com is a service company whose only mission is helping people like you incorporate safely, easily, and quickly. Find out how simple it is to protect your family and personal assets by incorporating. Call now for your free guide. 1-800-945-9958. 1-800-945-9958. That's 1-800-945-9958. There's no question you need Omega-3s. 
But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. We tackle a lot of serious issues here at AM860, The Answer. Now let's discuss something I know you really care about, your money. No doubt by now you've accumulated a nest egg during your lifetime. Congratulations are in order, but now is the time to protect that money while still growing it. Folks, I'm here to tell you about Sagicor Life Insurance Company. Sagicor Life offers very attractive insurance products designed with you in mind, like products that give you a bonus day one. Provide tax-deferred growth or principal with absolutely no risk in case of a market downturn. Best of all, a tax-efficient way for you to maintain access to your money for emergencies or health care expenses. And should you never need your money, it can transfer to your beneficiaries tax-free. To learn more or to learn how life insurance and annuities can make your life better, get in touch with my friends at Sagicor Life. Call 813-387-5590 and ask for Michael Simpson. That's 813-387-5590 or Google SagicorLifeUSA.com. This is a paid endorsement. Products have limitations and restrictions, including surrender charges, and are not available in all states. Sagicor not licensed in Alaska, Connecticut, Maine, and New York. 64% say that God accepts the worship of all religions. What is wrong with these ministers today? Don't they know the first commandment? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's 1,600 cults out there right now. Every one of them denies Jesus. You're not going to get to heaven that way. Jack Vanapi presents the stunning truth about Bible prophecy. Join the Vanapis this week. Sunday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570, FM 102.1 and AM 910. As you work throughout the afternoon, keep focused on Christ. Weekdays from 3 to 4, join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. We're still passionate about helping Christ followers live out their faith in their work. We're still passionate about investing our lives into others who want Jesus to be the center of everything, especially the work. Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Don Crow, today's guest host for Bill Bunkley, returns in just a moment. Maybe you've always wanted to experience the Holy Land. Why not experience it with Tony and Lois Evans? Imagine being baptized in the Jordan River. Visit Jerusalem, where every stone pathway leads you through the life of Christ. Experience Israel with Tony and Lois Evans. For details, visit letstalkfaith.com. Don Crow Show on WAVA. Also delighted to share the day with 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM. Bill Bunkley Show in Tampa, Florida. And uh, my guest this hour on Meet the Pastor is Jesse Johnson. He's teaching pastor at Emmanuel Bible Church in Springfield, Virginia. Their website, by the way, is emmanuelbible.church. If you want to check them out, emmanuelbible.church. Very strong and uh, powerful church for the gospel for many, many years right here in the D.C. area. 
And you started, however, as we said, in California and no less, uh, well, you were true to California type, if you will. You were typecast as a son of a hippie, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I grew up in New Mexico, came to faith in New Mexico, went to the University of New Mexico, uh, and then went um, to work for Calvary Chapel. Uh, Pastor Chuck Skip, Smith. Yes. Yeah. Chuck Smith was, the, you know, the Papa Chuck, we called him. Yep. Uh, but I was out of uh, Skip Heitzig's church in Albuquerque. Um, and uh, from there, went internationally, went to Mexico City. Uh, for about a year, and then uh, Africa, and then Asia, the Philippines for a while. So you were a New Mexico hippie. I was, but you uh, stay. <laughs> but you ended up in the, uh, I guess, the uh, seabed of uh, hippieism, if you will, in California. Huh? And it's not until this moment, Don, that I realized the connection to being raised by hippies and the draw to Calvary Chapel. Because <laughs> 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 you're familiar with Calvary's story, you know, I'm sure those in Tampa are. Uh, you know, it was started as a hippie church. You know, barefoot and yep. and everything. It started two blocks from my folks' residence. I remember when I would go out to see them in Costa Mesa. Uh, we would see first there was a tent, as I recall, and yeah. then there was the cinder block building, and then of course the global ministry that has grown out of it. Yeah, and that's where I, I found my home in college. They uh, took me in with open arms and uh, and taught me how to evangelize. And taught me a love for the Bible, a love for expository preaching. Yeah. You know, I learned that at Calvary. I learned, you know, pastors have to preach line by line, verse by verse. Sheep are hungry and sheep got to eat. And so go <laughs> feed them. And I appreciated that foundation. So you started in ministry then in New Mexico. Yeah. So talk about your call to ministry itself from where you were as really totally uh, by your own uh, uh, by your own acknowledgement, I guess, your own admission, a, a biblical illiterate. Yeah, uh, the first book of the Bible I read was the book of Job. I, did, I didn't know the right way to pronounce it. Uh, and uh, my friend who helped lead me to faith in Christ gave me my first Bible and asked me if, if we could read it together. And I wanted to read that book first because I remember uh, hearing of it in an English class studying for some English uh, lit exam. Obviously, it's not English lit, but that was what— But it's still good lit. Yeah, and so I wanted to read it as a Christian now. And uh, so I, I didn't know really what I was getting into. Um, but that's how I started ministry. Uh, I was working for soccer. I was working for major league soccer at the time. I, I got a job with them out of college as well. And I learned that evangelizing people and, uh, and helping them grow in their love for Christ, getting to share the gospel with people, um, uh, after games and, uh, at stadiums and stuff that was, had more of an appeal to me than, um, than the soccer element did. And so as I was, I was coaching and refereeing. Uh, I saw people coming to faith in Christ, and I got to pray for some high school kid who got a college scholarship to play soccer. I was his high school coach. All these, you know, a thousand high school kids at a public high school in the gym to send this guy, you know, send their their D1 athletes off to school. And uh, he had me there, and he asked if I would pray for him. So I got to pray in front of this public school for this kid who's going to go play soccer. And as I left the gym that day, I remember thinking, you know, I want to be the guy who prays for the people who go out. That's what I want to do in my life. And so that's when I think I first realized, you know, I I need to go in the ministry. But it started with Chuck Smith's ministry in New Mexico, and that became your tie to California? Uh, Well, once I decided I want to go to seminary, people that were encouraging me and discipling me uh, encouraged me to go to to the Master's Seminary in Los Angeles. Um, I had asked my my people I was working for at Major League Soccer if they cared where where I moved uh, when I left Albuquerque. 
and they told me they would love it if I went to a city with a team. And so that left, um, you know, they had 10 teams. And so that left all, every one of the cities had a seminary just about. But uh, I remember reading about the Master Seminary and their first line in what they said, the, the brochure they sent me, was we train men as if lives depend upon it. Mm. And uh, that was the motto that, I, that really grabbed my heart. And I thought, you know what, I want to be – I want to be trained in how to rightly divide the word of truth and how to be a, a preacher. Um, I wanted—I didn't want to just be a theologian. I didn't want to be um, uh, simply a pastor. I wanted to be a preacher. And I, when I say simply a pastor, I mean, there's a lot of people who are preachers that aren't pastors. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't shepherd their their flocks. They drive in, preach a 30-minute sermon, and drive out. And uh, that's not appealing at all. But uh, I wanted the heart of my ministry to be the preaching of the word. That So I had something to shepherd people with. Um, that was my goal, and that's what led me to L.A. Now, you had the unusual privilege that thousands would love of being able to sit under John MacArthur and get to know him. Talk about those years that you worked with and for him, I guess. Yeah, I was at that church for 10 years. My wife, who I met there, that's the only church she ever knew of. Um, she... Uh, her, her parents weren't believers, and she got led to faith by a babysitter who went to John MacArthur's church, who then in turn shared the gospel with her parents. Uh, and so my wife grew up at that church. It's the only church her parents ever knew, that she ever knew. Until we moved out here to D.C., it's the only church my wife had ever been a part of. And uh, for me, it became my church home immediately. Um, there was just a depth there through Pastor MacArthur's leadership and his preaching that really tied the church. It drew everybody together. It was like this magnetic pull that the Word of God had that everybody who was there was was brought together around that word, and we all had fellowship with the word, and uh, of course through Pastor John's preaching, and so that was was a, over a decade I was there, and I really loved my time there. Let's talk about a a general principle that I hope some pastors are hearing and other churches as well. I've long believed that the the key to church growth. Now there are a number of them, obviously. But it seems to me the one that is being missed perhaps more than any is the centrality of the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Would you agree or not? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what is unique at a church. You know, the world drives by on the street corner with no idea what's going on behind the walls. You know, and other groups meet around sacraments or other groups meet around prayers or around rituals or just for the fellowship. When I think back to those Quaker meetings, you know, we met back for the fellowship. There is no word there. Um, what makes a Christian church unique is that it's around the word of God. Jesus, of course, is the word of God, uh, incarnate in human flesh. He left us with a book. Uh, and so what draws Christians together is the teaching through um, that book. And that's how we learn about God and how we learn about the gospel. And that's, that's what we have in common with each other. I talked a few weeks ago here in the show, and it's something that really d- deserves some in-depth uh, work on the air about it. Uh, Barna Research, I think, recently found that 51% of uh, Christians, uh, and that, of course, includes the evangelical uh, Christians and those who are nominal, perhaps, but you know the statistics I'm going to quote already, I guess, and that is uh, 51% now believe that Jesus Christ is not necessarily the only way to heaven. And it seems to me that is reflective of the lack of pulpit work that is uh, focused on Scripture. Am I right? Absolutely right, and it's it's also reflective of the lack of um, theology that comes through preaching. Uh, when the Bible gets treated as, as story time for adults, mm. which is what it often is in, in churches, there's no depth to it. You're not connecting it passage to passage, story to story, truth to truth. 
And when that happens, people have this cultivation in their minds where they're not thinking through how the passage that the pastor is preaching on connects to the universal, timeless, inerrant truth of, of the gospel. And so that leads you to think, you know, being a Christian, it's kind of appreciating these stories, it's being a good person, it's some kind of inward response, versus being a Christian is being, you know, having your heart changed by God. And when you have that distinction, if Christianity is just what you're kind of going through, you lose theology, you lose this idea that you need to love Christ, that there's this this conversion that happens. And, you know, so it's not surprising to me that 51% of so-called evangelicals don't believe in the centrality of Christ in their worship. It's amazing. A couple of minutes remaining. What can folks expect as they sit under your ministry and that of others at Emmanuel Bible Church? What uh, kind of walk us through if there's such a thing as an ordinary day or an ordinary week there for you? Yeah, there's a lot going on at Emmanuel. It's very much a, a military church. Uh, so a lot of transient families that come in for a few years. Because of that, it's a vibrant church. I mean, there's a lot of ministries going on as we receive people. One of them, we have an extension location for the Master Seminary now. And I moved out here. I kind of brought that with me. Um, and so we're, we're training up pastors there. On a Sunday morning, what it looks like is uh, God-centered music uh, and, and worship. We have a choir and orchestra because we're not every church has one, but we're at the size that we can we can have a, a choir and orchestra. And then right now I'm preaching through James um, on Sunday mornings, and uh, on Sunday evenings I just finished Second Kings. And so verse by verse teaching as we we go through books together, and that's what's what's on the horizon through the summer. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners for this short visit? We'll have to have you back for a longer one, maybe take some calls. But uh, anything else that really today you'd like, you uh, would like to say to a fairly considerable audience, both here and in Tampa? Yeah, you know, I, I'm very grateful. You asked me off the air, um, difference between living in L.A. and D.C. You know, I miss the church I was at in L.A., but having a church out here in D.C., it's, it's become my home. And my wife and I have built our lives here, and there's just uh, – a pull the people is what makes this place so so wonderful and uh the love and fellowship we have we have around the gospel i was talking at lunch today thinking through what are the threats the church faces right now and it's so easy to point to external threats and changes in the government and supreme court decisions and all that kind of stuff uh but the truth is the the threat to the church is internal it's sin in the heart it's compromises it's equating you know growth with success and so uh, I, I love that I'm at a church right now that just cherishes fellowship and the one and others around the teaching of God's word. And that's so key. Uh, we all know Paul warned that in the last days, many would leave the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines or teachings of demons. So I think, that, again, we come back to where, we, uh, where I've been focusing this conversation, that the importance of the word of God as central to everything we're doing and what we're trying to communicate. Absolutely. I mean, that's what that's the magnet that we all hover around. Yeah. Good to talk with you. Thanks for having me on the air, Don. I appreciate it. Jesse Johnson, teaching pastor at Emmanuel Bible Church, Springfield, Virginia. Their website is emmanuelbible.church. Stay with us. We'll be back with more here on the Don Crow Show. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I went to have my blood test done a few weeks ago, and I met the doctor. And he was really encouraged by my progress, and I showed him what I was taking. And he started looking at all the ingredients, and he said, I'm really impressed with the shiitake mushroom. (laughs) And he said, this stuff, it could clean out your arteries. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
he said, you may be onto something here. And he said, you just keep that up, and maybe you can start cutting back on your medication. And he says, you're, you're helping your health by doing that. And I'm like, whoa, endorsement by the doctor. <laughs> when you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. And use discount code now. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at savechildrentoday.org. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Decorating a light switch cover? That's a do-it-yourself. Rewiring the light switch? That's a don't do-it-yourself. Don't take chances. Call your locally owned Mr. Sparky for any electrical repair. We always leave your home safer than we found it. And Mr. Sparky's straightforward pricing means no surprises. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. And so there is an expectation in the life of a Christian that they will grow to be mature, that we will not stay infants, that five years into this walk with Christ, my life will be different than it was when I came in. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs, Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Carl here, Don Crow. Today's host for the Bill Bunkley Show returns in a moment. In the meantime, this reminder, private Christian schools in the Tampa Bay area are already enrolling for next year. If you're considering enrolling your student for the very first time, first go to our website, christiantuitions.com. Half off your first year's tuition at the area's best Christian schools, christiantuitions.com.
The Don Crow Show on WAVA. Kind of a P.S. to our last half hour. Uh, I've asked Jesse Johnson to stay for just another segment because there's some other things coming up that uh, I wanted to give him a chance to tell you about. So, Jesse, I think you have a conference or something coming up? Yeah, this next week. So a week from today, on Friday night, Saturday, and uh, Sunday at our church, we're hosting a, a conference. We call it the Cripplegate Conference. The, the word the Cripplegate is the, the blog that, that I have, and the guys that blog on it, we're all getting together uh, to help equip um, our churches on how to witness to uh, Muslims, how to think about the Islamic worldview. We become more and more convinced that as Islam grows in the United States, uh, its rise parallels that of secularism. There's a lot of similarities between the two, a denial of a Trinitarian God, a denial of the kind of individual nature of people, a denial of the uh, I- freedom to disagree. Um, where you see a totalitarian worldview that insists on dogmatism, and that's starting to grow in the U.S. on the secular left, as long with, along with the growth of Islam in the United States. And uh, it kind of grieves me that Christians are very ill-equipped to think about Islam. Um, you know, if a, if a Mormon were to knock on any person in our church's door, I feel like they would know how to respond. They would know the dangers of Mormonism. They would know the, the perils of, of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and all that, and they'd be equipped to handle it. But when it comes to Islam, I just don't, I just don't get that impression. There, Islam kind of has this mystique around it, like unless you're an expert, unless you've lived in the Middle East, then you're not, you're not able to, to witness to, to a Muslim or to think about the worldview behind Islam. And so this conference is a week from today, uh, Friday night, um, and then again all day Saturday and Sunday will be on helping people in our congregation think about the Islamic worldview and how to engage it with the gospel. So it's open to the public? Yeah, you can register uh, at the Cripplegate conference.com or on our church's website, emmanuelbible.church, emmanuelbible.church or the cripplegateconference.com. You suppose also there's kind of a built-in misunderstanding and even animus toward Islam because of the terrorist activities with which that religion's been severely stained. And uh, uh, I've had uh, moderate Muslims on this show, you know, mm-hmm. they're not, they don't all hate us. Right. And, and uh, it seems to me that uh, as with is, is always the case, uh, these become opportunities for people who are hungry uh, yeah. for truth. I know uh, we've had the privilege of having Brother Andrew on the show, the founder of uh, yeah. Open Doors. Yeah. And uh, he he just, uh, you know, that's his whole ministry the last 50 years since uh, he couldn't go behind the Iron Curtain anymore. God took him to the Muslim world. And the hunger there and the openness is something we need to realize and get past our our prejudices, uh, perhaps of our own, that every Muslim's a terrorist or a wannabe terrorist. Yeah, there's a certain, um, you know, because it's not a, a religion that grew initially in the United States. I mean, it's growing now, and it's become pretty much an American religion now. But uh, because you have your mind around where Mormonism comes from, I think that makes it more accessible in an evangelical's mind. Whereas Islam has, not just through the wars, but through the different cultures, and, it, and basically, it's the entire worldview behind it is so different. Um, from a Western mm-hmm. worldview, that it's just e- easier to disengage. When you hear your neighbor or your taxi driver or whoever who's not speaking your language, it, you just you turn off, and it's you don't even kind of begin the evangelistic conversation. And that's a shame because, especially in the D.C. area, you know, D.C. is the second highest per capita Muslim region in the country after Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, in this area, we're way more likely. To, and today, you'll run into fifty Muslims and and hardly a Mormon. But it's just strange how we're so equipped to evangelize religions we're hardly ever going to encounter, whereas Islam is continually growing. And, I, and I'd like to meet it not with political responses, yeah. um, but with the gospel, because that's what we're called to do. 
Good word. Uh, again, uh, open to anybody who wants to come. Is there a fee or a charge? Yeah, there's a, a fee for $35. comes with books and, yep. and lunch and sure. trinkets like that. Good the, deal. The cripplegateconference.com. The cripplegateconference.com. And also, as you said, you can access through the church's website, emmanuelbible.church. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for staying on for just a little bit extra, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Don. We'll be back with more here on the Don Crow Show. Stay with us. Joe Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Tax Defense Network presents Real People, Real IRS Problems, Real Solutions. Am I pleased with the response I got from Tax Defense Network? And the answer to that is yes. They've contacted me every step of the way. They told me how to respond in some cases. I would recommend them to anybody. I was so comfortable, and I'm so appreciative of you and the people that you work for. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys just walk the walk, and I like that. Since 1997, Tax Defense Network has seen more than $3.3 billion of tax debt come through our doors and help more than 126,000 people resolve their tax issues. With an A rating from the Better Business Bureau, there is no other company you can trust. For relief from your IRS tax issues, call today, 1-800-408-1702. That's 1-800-408-1702. Tax Defense Network's trusted name is only a phone call away. Call 800-408-1702. That's 800-408-1702. I'm Bill Carl, and you know for years we've been helping families just like yours with half-price tuition to great Christian schools at christiantuitions.com. And for years, parents have asked, is this for real? It absolutely is. Here's a recent conversation with Natasha Sherwood, headmaster at Tampa Bay Christian Academy. I literally can remember the first kid who five years ago took up the half-price tuition mm-hmm. discount from you all. The look on that mom's face, she's like, I don't know if I bought into a scam or not. I, this is, you know, and she sat in our office just crying that it wasn't and that yeah. she wasn't able to bring her kid. And you all have helped shape our goals. I mean, when I saw that face, I was like, there are people out there who don't know they can afford it. And we have aggressively tried to meet that need. So thank you because you've helped shape who we try to be. For years, we've made it our goal to help families afford a private Christian school education through ChristianTuitions.com. Great Christian schools are already enrolling for next year, so hurry today to ChristianTuitions.com for half off your first year's tuition at a private Christian school. Choose your child's school today at ChristianTuitions.com. I'm Professor Burke from the University of Farmers, where we whittle agents' intellects into pointy, sharp utensils, and this is a pop quiz. What is the best way to save on insurance if you own a car and a house? Should you A, sit down with a farmer's agent to combine your policies into a delightful savings sandwich, or B, keep separate policies? The answer, 
A, talk to us and pass the mail. We are insurance. We are farmers. Bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Call a farmer's agent to see how you can save on auto and home insurance. Find your local agent at Farmers.com. Saturday afternoons at 5, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. So what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the Darwinian theory by any way, shape, or form. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. The following is an encore presentation of a program heard recently here on the Don Crow Show. If it's news about Christian faith or values, they won't carry it. We will. You can hear it on the Don Crow Show. Don Crow Show on WAVA. Do you have a plumbing, heating, air conditioning, or electrical problem? Hey, problem solved when you go to aactionhomeservices.com or call them at 703-922-1900. That's 703-922-1900. In a rather amazing development, Dr. Ronnie Floyd, senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Springdale and the church in at Pinnacle Hills, and Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council, have both been subpoenaed in a lawsuit uh, lawsuit case titled Karnowski versus Trump. Now, the suit was filed back in August of 2017 in the United States District Court for the Western District of Washington State. Liberty Council has filed an objection to this subpoena on behalf of both Dr. Floyd and Tony Perkins, and joining me to tell us more about what it supposedly is all about is Harry Mehet. He's Liberty Council's Vice President of Legal Affairs and Chief Litigation Counsel. Harry, thank you for joining me. Don, it's great to be back on your show this afternoon. This is one of those things that, again, just uh, boggles the uh, imagination and the mind, but then we're talking about some pretty uh, destructive forces that are working in situations like this. But tell folks... First, I guess, what the case Karnowski versus Trump really is all about to begin with, and then how in the world did uh, these two men get pulled into it? Sure, Don. Uh, this is a breathtaking uh, development uh, with far-reaching consequences for the First Amendment and for the ability of Christians in this country to uh, be engaged in public life and conduct public policy advocacy. The, uh, the lawsuit, uh, Kornowski versus Trump, uh, was filed by LGBT activists to challenge President Trump's determination that transgender individuals are ill-equipped to join our fighting military forces. Uh, so they have filed a federal lawsuit claiming that that decision uh, violates the Constitution because they claim it was motivated by hate and animus towards transgenders as opposed to good public policy and common sense that says that somebody who doesn't know whether they're male or female um, may not be the best person to put on the front line with uh, a machine gun. Um, So 
that litigation has taken place, which is uh, all well and good. Uh, the, the DOJ department is doing a good job defending against it. But now what these uh, LGBT activists are trying to do is to subpoena the public advocacy work that Tony Perkins and Ronnie Floyd and the Family Research Council and even us, the Liberty Council, have done on any issue involving transgender individuals. They want to look at all of our documents that we may have uh, uh, sent to the president, to the Congress, to the Department of Defense um, about um, transgender public policy. And the reason that this is breathtaking and, and this is an affront to the First Amendment is because it's intended precisely to intimidate pro-family groups from being engaged in, in kind of this kind of, of, of public advocacy. There's a long tradition in this country that allows um, family groups and really anyone to be engaged in public policy without being held accountable, without having to, to, to give an account to their opponents mm. as to um, what they're doing, what they're saying, and why uh, they're saying it. Well, now... These people are trying to um, turn that whole um, tradition upside down and to call um, pro-family activists and, and uh, uh, people of, of, of goodwill to account for um, uh, their, their advocacy work. And as, you, uh, as the old saying out of the movies goes, round up the usual suspects, you find Lambda Legal, for example, handling this on behalf of uh, the Human Rights Campaign and other plaintiffs who are... Who are the several players in this thing that really, if you just see who's bringing this, uh, these efforts, you know where they're coming from and what they want? Well, sure. I mean, uh, you know, Land Illegal is, is the chief driver of this. Uh, they are a, a law firm that represents LGBT um, militants and, and activists throughout the country. They have recruited for this lawsuit uh, a, a handful of uh, so-called transgender um, folks who are now saying that they cannot serve uh, in the military uh, because of the president's directive. And they've also uh, been able to persuade some of the largest uh, uh, law firms in the country to uh, uh, come alongside them for this lawsuit. So you have, for example, a very prominent firm of Kirkland Ellis, several thousand lawyers, dozens of offices across the world, uh, they are the ones who, who mechanically or physically served the subpoena. So um, basically you have you know the, the, the 800-pound gorilla coming against uh, lawful, uh, law-abiding Americans uh, who are merely trying to have their voices heard um, in their own government. As I understand it also from the material you per, your uh, office provided, uh, it not only requires all the things you mentioned, every single document, email, communication between Floyd and Perkins, but also the president himself, his office, Vice President Pence, his office, employees of the Department of Defense. Uh, uh, in other words, this is an incredibly broad uh, effort. And again, uh, it's uh, as I believe your colleague and your president, Matt Staver, says, it's just an effort to harass and bully. Well, sure. And I mean, just just think about it for one second. You have the Department of Defense 
who is the largest uh, employer in the nation and, and quite possibly the world with you know something maybe close to 2 million folks on its payroll by the time you count the civilian uh, and the, the military force. Um, so so uh, these, these transgender plaintiffs are wanting to know every piece of mail or email that was ever <laughs> sent by a number of public policy groups to uh, to any employee of the Department of Defense. Wow, uh, breathtakingly broad for uh, for us or for anyone to have to sit down and say, okay, well, I I sent out a, a blast email to my constituents. It reached mm. six hundred thousand people. Now I have to sit down and figure out how many of those uh, happen to to uh, be on the Department of Defense payroll. Um, so even setting aside the First Amendment principles that say that there should be no um, – uh, this kind of intimidation that you know cannot take place, uh, just the burden of having to comply with the subpoena uh, is, is uh, uh, astoundingly great. And you know, the, 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 the transgender plaintiffs and the activists that, that serve these subpoenas know this very well and intended yeah. for this. Precisely uh, to intimidate and uh, detract other would-be pro-family uh, advocates from uh, uh, being involved uh, in these kinds of uh, important public issues. At this point, uh, final question: Can you uh, surmise an outcome? Have you uh, sensed yet where this may go uh, in terms of your own protest over it? Sure. Well, uh, you know, we, we sent a 12-page uh, uh, letter of objections uh, in response to these subpoenas, and it was it was that long because there's that much case law that uh, protects uh, people like uh, Tony Perkins and, and Pastor Ronnie Floyd. So, in terms of where the law is, it, it's clearly on the side of the pro-family advocates in this case. Whether or not that law will be followed. Uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, unfortunately, on this issue, we have seen a number of uh, activist courts um, sort of decide what, what outcome they want to reach uh, mm-hmm. and then stretch the law beyond its breaking point to, uh, to be able to justify those outcomes. We trust and pray that that will not happen here. We are determined to do whatever it takes to protect the uh, cherished, God-given, constitutionally protected First Amendment rights uh, of uh, goodwill citizens to remain involved in their government. Well, we want to encourage our listeners to stand with you in prayer and otherwise as well. Thank you, Harry, very much for uh, taking the time to bring us up to date on this today. Thank you, Don. God bless you and your listeners. Again, Harry Mehat, he is Vice President of Legal Affairs, Chief Litigation Counsel with Liberty Council. A couple of websites, and I always encourage you to check them out. And if you are able to partner with them, remember they do their work pro bono. And I've often said, who knows who of us may be next to need the kind of expertise and skill and help that they offer. LibertyCouncil.com or LC.org. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Now, if I'm trying to win in the game of life, and God is the way, the truth, and the word, Life, how can I win outside of him? And at 1.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Men and women, I believe we're living in an age where Jesus is standing at the door of the church and he's knocking. 
Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront, no hidden costs or fees, and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com